What the fuck is a reboot? Hello and welcome back to the Clerks Minute Reboot, the show where we're looking back at the 2019 Kevin Smith movie, Dance All About Reboot, five minutes at a time. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle, and I can't think of a thing to say. Screw it. Fair enough. <laughs> well, we have a, a double dose of guests today, and um, a couple of them are here, people to actually guess with. I love this. We have, from that minute, we have John and Niall. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello, thank you for having us. Yeah, I've, I've not been on this show before. I've been on lots of Blake shows, but not this one. Yeah, <laughs> Niall has. I know John has not, so this is fun. <laughs> yes, John. That's like, I kind of want to do the uh, the classic Kevin Smith of, hey, man, it's me, Niall Legault. <laughs> 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 if I was going to do it in any clip, it would have to be in these five minutes, because it's like the, the only time in his own movies where he actually gets to do his, like, his intro that he always does. It is very yeah. funny. And we'll get to all that in a minute. But before we get into this, first of all, I will ask you guys, is this the first time you guys saw this movie? Or because of the Batman stuff, you had to see it? <laughs> uh, no, this is the second time I saw it. Like, I'm like, I think like, like many Kevin Smith fans, I'm like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm clinging on there with some of the, like, you know, I'll get through the tusks and the um, <laughs> yoga hosers to be like, oh, you know, he's, he's back in jail. So, okay, okay, I'll give it a go. So I was like, I watched this the first day it was available because I was like, oh, I'm in the bag for this. And the fact then that it has, I think it came out like as we were on the cusp of beginning forever, Batman forever. Yeah. And because of the cameo that's coming up in it, it was like, well, mm-hmm. obviously I have to watch it now because of because of this on top of everything. So, right. Well, yeah, but no, no, I'm, I was, I was in the, I'm in the bag for like, you know, <laughs> sometimes it could be rough seas, but I'm in the, the bag for whatever Kevin's doing these days. What about you, John? I'm completely the opposite, you see. Um, well, no, that makes it sound like I hate Kevin. I don't hate Kevin. Uh, but what it is, is um, I've never been a big fan of Jay and Silent Bob, right? Fair enough. Hear me out. I'm here for a reason. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never really got it. Uh, I'm like, okay. Uh, I quite like Dogma, but not not a lot of other movies with them in. So this was my first time, and I really enjoyed it. There you go. <laughs> there it is. I really liked it. So now I'm going to go back and watch them. Maybe it's maybe weirdly I'm the opposite. Maybe with age I like the characters rather than when I was a teenager. I, I can <laughs> see that. I can totally see that. Actually, 100. Um, percent One funny, of us. One of us. Funny part is you've got you. me now. The funny part is by the end of the summer because this is going to be coming out in the summer. By the end of this summer, Clark Street's coming out. So, mm, mm. so I'm excited yeah. for that. And apparently, he did the same thing here and had like a shitload of cameos in that movie too. So that's <laughs> gonna oh, be a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> well, that's well, that's like what a... I want as somebody who's now approaching it from the perspective of this movie. I just what more of this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing next to this within this five minute segment, we get like two Batman. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Yeah. I didn't even do that on purpose. And I didn't even like... do that on purpose. <laughs> and it was like three of them. In the movie over, because Deidre Bader's around there, too. So I was kind of like, oh, is Deidre in here as well? Is he in this clip anywhere? Because then that's like, oh, no, that is. It's a third Batman. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny, because I didn't do that on purpose. I, I I did it because I knew the Val Kilmer was themed in here. But then I'm like, oh, oh shit, Ben Affleck's in here, too. I didn't think in, about that. <laughs> this thing's in this this five-minute segment. Like I was like, this if, if you didn't choose this specifically for me, I was like, this is masterful luck. Because the amount of things that I love 
that keep popping up in this five minute segment well, is incredible. The amount of them. We'll get to it all uh, in a minute. We'll get to it all in a minute. I just want to do one thing. Um, so I paused it to get my everything set up to the recording, and the and I have um on Prime they have the little um X-rays that pop up on the top on the screen, and I'm oh, like, yeah. well, this is perfect for the Bat Minute guys because the one that popped up is the general trivia, Ben Affleck. He is the third Academy Award winner to play bat- the role of Bruce Wayne Batman after George Clooney and Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just they- weird, though, that George Clooney is like is part of that list of like, well, you know, Academy Award winning George Clooney. Not for playing Batman, you understand. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> for, he did technically win the award. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was the music when I saw that. I'm like, okay, there you go. That's perfect for bringing the Batman guys in. Perfect. <laughs> so we continue on where we were with... um. Ben Affleck, apparently, that's what we're doing. It's, just, it's, just, it's so weird that he got Ben Affleck to do this movie. I said this in the last episode. It's that's just a, so weird. This, did you guys at all pick up? I remember when I first saw this, and I know a lot of it was like filmed kind of on the fly, and like Affleck Rick wrote a lot of his own dialogue and stuff. But I remember feeling like it was so awkwardly shot that I was kind of like, did he meet up with Ben Affleck, or did he did he have to send guys? No, to film he was this there. There's thing? pictures. There are pictures. There's a picture on. Oh, him. There's, there's yeah. at least a couple of shots with it. Yeah. So it feels as if they're like, make sure to get us in the, the same frame at yeah. least once. Well, because it otherwise, is, it's what it is. It's it's so the first time they seen like, each other. It was the first time they seen each other in like almost 15 years. So like, it was yeah, the first time yeah. they haven't seen each other. So like, this is a big deal for them in general. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, but it, but, just, it, it just was staged so awkwardly. I didn't know whether it was like, oh, they couldn't get him to be on set that day, so they had to do it separately. Or could be like, you know, by his own admission, Kevin Smith is not that great a director. <laughs> so he's just like, this was the best I could do, you know, under the circumstances. Plus, you say, meeting a friend he hasn't seen for 15 years, he might have just been emotional. He's exactly. Like, oh, it was real know. emotion. Because I remember when this was filmed, it was po- he could not keep this one a secret. Like, a lot of these, a lot of the cameos he kept a secret. This one, he was so proud. Because it was like the next to last day oh. of filming when Ben showed up. Because he didn't expect Ben. Mm. Next. He, he wrote a script. This whole scene is extra. This was not in the script until he ah. found out Ben was going to be here. It does he, feel a bit like that. Like yeah, he put it in when he found out Ben so was going to be here. So that's I, I know I said this last episode, but I'll say it again for you guys. But like, yeah, this is an extra scene that he put in, knowing, oh shit, I have Ben, I have yeah, him. Yeah. So it doesn't affect I feel the, the same plot. With, uh, affect the plot. The much one I plot. really like, you guys, you all have talked about it already. But like, the one I really appreciate is Matt Damon's cameo. <laughs> that was very amazing. Much like, this, <laughs> that was amazing. This has nothing to do with the movie, <laughs> but we got Matt Damon, so we're gonna put him in. And even he has the attitude of like, "Hey, I'm here. Like, let's have some fun." <laughs> that was an amazing cameo. That was amazing earlier in the movie. <laughs> well, you used the word uh, emotional a minute ago, and uh, I actually found Affleck's dialogue here very moving. And I'm not even a parent. Mm-hmm. I was getting a bit teary-eyed. Genuinely, I'm like, "Oh, this is really sweet." Well, if you also add in that the girl is actually Jay's daughter. Yeah, I didn't realize that till afterwards, and I was, I was, as I always do, googling actors and things, and uh, it just brought up, yeah, he's got a daughter. So I'm like, oh, okay. And it mentioned, oh yeah, she's in the movie. I was like, what? What? Yep. <laughs> it I, I does pre- have one bit of cheesy, kind of corny dialogue that I wasn't sure. It's no when he says, you know, she's teaching me things. You know that it's like, oh god, shut up. You know, it's funny <laughs> though. The it's true though, me. but it's true. That's the funniest part. Like, <laughs> I know, but everybody says it. That's why mm. it's here. <laughs> That's why it's here. <laughs> Oh, man, but I love the line, I spend my days chasing Amy. See what I did there? <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> so to speak. You know? <laughs> it was just there. Because we started in the movie theater. I say this a lot, but I, mean, I mean, keep saying that. We, we started in the theater. 
me and Kyle. Mm. And like that got a pop. Like that line got a pop because it's like, ah, you go. The best part is just that pause because you know there's going to be a reaction. Like you knew there was going to be something from the crowd and it was every time. So <laughs> I, I love the way you can see them shooting it that way. Like say the line, wait, wait. It's like being a line. play. It's like being a play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gonna... I, was, I was wondering, I was looking at him. Um, like I was just trying to gauge at what point in his life this is because like he is how close is this to him being Batfleck because he's um, still like built. I can look her up real fast I can look it up real quickly here he's like so like you know because Bat Batfleck was always like oh he's a monster he's a huge huge guy and he still is like oh he's still pretty buff in this <laughs> and we know then by the time they did those Zack Snyder Justice League Zack Snyder's Justice League specifically those reshoots. You can tell because it's like, oh, yeah, Ben slimmed way down because he's like, well, I'm not Batman anymore. I'm not maintaining that bulk. <laughs> so, but this is this is really struck me. It's like he might be like fresh off the set from Justice League or something. Well, I'm looking at here. This is 2019, filmed in 2018. Justice League came out in 2017. Mm. And, um, and um, Batman v Superman came out in 2016. So... This is yeah. right so after just, all that. So yeah, it might just be his is in his shedding uh, <laughs> period of like getting rid of all the excess muscle. Yeah, because he it also did, did make... Triple Frontier right after Justice League. So ah, uh, so. but it did make me though. You know, both what you're talking about there, and then what I brought before the the emotional dialogue. It made me a bit sad again that Affleck didn't get. Sorry, this might be controversial. Didn't get better Batman films. Mm. I feel for the guy. Look at him here. He's acting his heart out in a comedy. <laughs> well, it's so got Apparently, someday we may we may be getting a Flash movie <laughs> because it was just delayed again yesterday. What? It was delayed again? Uh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, oh, it's pushed back to June of next year now. What? <laughs> oh my god, the one DC movie I'm actually looking forward to, and that's the one that gets delayed. <laughs> Seriously? But that's that's supposed to be that's uh he's back. He's back in that. So it's like oh, yeah, yeah, him beyond Keaton. We got we got more bad flick. But if it, some people now are like. That movie is a money laundering scheme. There is no Flash movie. 20, 20, 20, They're just going to keep main, maintaining that there is one, and eventually people will hopefully forget about it. Yeah, I'm looking at here. June 23rd, 2023? What the hell? <laughs> Come on. But, hey, I feel like this is like Morpheus. It just kept getting delayed every fucking six months. <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give it that one, though, because June is my birthday month. So I'm like, oh, Perfect. okay. The return of Michael you know Keaton from a birthday. You know what? This, I'll, I'll, this could tie you with CJ's birthday. This is right before CJ's birthday. So I could, we can take him to see it then. So perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> so. I got the vibe, though, that The Batman is maybe the kind of movie Affleck wanted to do. Ooh. I believe it, it started life as that. Yeah. It was supposed to be his solo movie. And then eventually I remember him just saying morphed. he wanted to do a dark kind of, like, but not in the, not in a, uh, a Zack Snyder way. It, it's the way he described it sounded more like what we got with the Batman. So I was just like, oh, yeah, we still got to see it. I still got. I'm, I'm almost waiting for it to come on streaming because I, when I hear the streaming date, I'm like, by the time people hear this, it's going to be out of streaming. Obviously, by the time people hear this, but like when we were recording this, the Batman, Batman the Batman had just come out, and I was just waiting for it to come on streaming because it's like, mm. why spend all the money to go to the movie theater if it's going to be on streaming in a month? Like what's the yeah. point? Like what's the point? I'll just avoid spoilers. I'll listen to your guys' review after I see the movie. Like I'll just wait, and it's not a big deal. I, I, I avoided, like I avoided Avengers like spoilers for like all the Avengers we, we movies. Got, like, so like, I'll say like we, we only got like another thirty days until it's out in streaming. I've already saw it in the cinema, and I'm still like, I might go see it again. Like it was that good. There you go. <laughs> so. Like I said, I'm just waiting because I have the time at home on the weekends to watch movies now, so I have the time. And, and by the yeah, way, your uh, opinion your opinion wasn't controversial. Seriously. 
they wasted a good uh, <laughs> Batman and Alfred pairing. Oh, yeah. oh, Alfred as well. Yeah, yeah. They were such a good duo. They, yeah. sh- they mm. deserved better. Well, yeah. <laughs> then again, I could just watch Jeremy Irons at anything. I mean, he was the only really good thing about Aragon. Yes. He's good. <laughs> That's the thing. Even when he's in trash, he's not trash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although Jeremy Irons as Alfred is, is fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah. a really snappy dresser. I really love his outfits <laughs> in those movies. <laughs> What's going on? Really kind of wish I had this Alfred's wardrobe. He looks yeah. pretty snappy. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, we should probably get back to the minutes because we're like 30 seconds into the minutes. <laughs> 30 yeah. seconds in. Um, Jay actually – I love how this whole speech lets to Jay realizing that he hasn't exactly been um, – had it exactly been the whole like father figure that he wanted to be at the beginning of this movie <laughs> when he found that he had a daughter that he wanted to try to be a father figure he has not been. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's only just found this out recently. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's last, a like, last like twenty four hours, like maybe thirty six yeah. hours max at this point. <laughs> like maybe thirty six hours. Cut him some slack. I've kind of lost slack on the timeline at this point because they passed out for eighteen hours. I lost track of the timeline because <laughs> there was like eighteen hours between when they got drugged and did that whole method bed red man scene, and then they woke up and dealt with the Nazis. So. I lost my mind when I saw Chris Jericho. I know. I, no idea. I was just like, "What?" I had to pause the movie and like get up. Here's like, the funny part. So I'll, I'll, I'll be told the story. I'm not telling the story to you because you're doing the wrestling guy. When we were in the theater, I didn't know about Jericho. I had no clue, no idea. I knew Jericho was involved with this because Kevin and Jay Ron did first Dynamite. They're on the first Dynamite, oh, yeah, but I yeah, thought sure. they were just they're hyping the movie because they're all in the same branch. I didn't think anything of it because we're all in the same company. This is coming out under Warner Media. Like I never thought anything of it. Did not think anything of it. But then when Jericho popped up as the member of uh, the leader of the Nazis, I lost it. I compl- <laughs> you can ask him. I cracked up yeah. so hard. <laughs> I lost it. Because <laughs> it, well, it was Klansman, but let's be honest, I can see Jericho playing. Either way, I can see Jericho yeah, playing. Yeah, I, mean, I mixed up. You're right. I mean, it was the Klansman. We spent way too much time talking about the Klan a couple episodes ago, so like <laughs> way too much time talking about that with Kurt Hoffman. So <laughs> probably more than you ever wanted to talk about. Oddly, not the Jericho. You know what? Talking funny part is talking about close, close to an hour talking about the Klan was not the strength conversation we've had on this season of this show. <laughs> so. yeah. I was going to say, I would pay dearly to see Chris Jericho do Highlander. Oh, my God. Oh, you do. you've never seen that. Okay, I'll tell this quick story. This doesn't have to do with what we're talking about. I have to bring this up. You've ever seen JBL in, JBL in doing the Nazi symbolism in Germany? Have you ever seen that clip? Oh, oh my God. He did that. He did Nazi goot stepping on the ring apron in Germany. <laughs> Which you might think, oh, that's a good heel move. But in Germany, it's like... He almost got arrested. He almost got legitimately yeah. arrested. <laughs> And if, say, and if not arrested, he probably nearly got dragged out of the rig and, you know... Yeah, it was a fucked... I saw the video on Twitter the next day. I was like, what are you... It was the funny part. This is early early social media. Like, this is really early social media because it's JBL. This is early... Tw- like, this is the beginning of the John Cena era. This is like 2004, yeah. 2005. But when this happened, it was early social media. Like, this might be the strangest thing I've ever seen because what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and that was just Twitter in its infancy. The real strangeness would just come, you know, years down the road. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> so I-, I love the fact that they now have to explain to him what the fuck they're talking about because they didn't explain that he had a kid. <laughs> they didn't explain this. <laughs> like, it's such a weird conversation they have to have. Yeah, um, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, he wouldn't know. He had no idea. He just he just ran into them and they started talking, and that's what it's all about. There's not been any contact with these two guys, but that everything about like Chronicon and the fact that he's there as well is just kind of like 
Does no one reach out to these two to be like, oh, by the way, you should know that like your images are essentially like the basis for an entire cult following. <laughs> the fact that they show up and he's just sort of like, oh, hey, James and Bob are here. You should be like, oh, Christ, guys, I meant to reach out to you years ago. <laughs> well, I think it's just one of those bother. things where they've like lost control of their creation. Like it's, it's not, even though they still are based on them, nobody even knows or cares anymore. Well, the funny like, part also is like, you got to think that they're not on the radar. They're not uh, like, they're not on a social media at all. They don't know, even know what the internet is. Remember from since Strike Back, they didn't know what the fuck the internet was back then. <laughs> you know, the thing is, so they don't like, know, know who they are. You know, you know where they're gonna be. They're gonna yeah. be outside the goddamn quick stop. So also he, there's no excuse, Holden. I think I think he's just more like nag. He might be secret. Like I didn't really want to talk to them. <laughs> like <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather steer clear. <laughs> but like, if he wanted to get in touch, he'd be like, I'll try. I'll just swing by the quick stop. I know exactly where they're gonna be. <laughs> I think I think his reaction is just more. Oh God, they're here. Okay, quick, just act civil. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I do appreciate the fact that he gives them passes now. So now we don't have to worry about them sneaking around now for the rest of the movie. <laughs> we don't know if they're sneaking around. They can just be handed VIP passes and, like, okay, cool. We're good. It We're is, good. It is almost like they sat down and went, we need to come up with a way that they can just move around this place. It's getting stupid. I mean, now I also need to know since this is the last minute scene, this is the last minute scene. Well, how are they going to do this if they didn't have this Ben Affleck scene? Like, how are they getting these passes? Like, it makes perfect sense. He gives them the way to get around. You know what I mean? It gives them the way. Like, what are they doing otherwise? Like, so, so, I would say maybe Millie would just do her patented sleeper hold thing on some people with passes. But then at the same yeah. time, you need her to, like, when Jay gets the passes for, for, for all of them, it's her big moment of, like, oh, this guy's actually... I actually like this guy. Like she starts coming around to him and stuff. So It's very, very true. Yeah. It's, so it's like, kind of integral, like as a plot point, that he because that's part of her whole arc is to for him to get those passes and for that to be part of their whole you know story together and stuff. Maybe they had a backup plan. They were going to do a different scene here, and they're like, "Oh no, we've got Ben. Go back to the yeah." Do there probably else. was like there's like a lesser cameo or something like yeah. Jeff Anderson's there or Brian yeah. O'Hara, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't need you. We got to have like oh, get out of here." Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we have one more little throw line where. He's talking to over. Um, I, I, I'm, is it, I forgot the hell of Ben's character's name. I always forget. Uh, I think it's Holden. Holden, thank you, Holden. He goes and says to his daughter that it's now it's just us league. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. come on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's stretching it a bit. No, 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 that's that's what I meant though, uh, Blake. When you said the people who have ever heard me in shows would know I really love when they mention the title of the movie within the movie. Yes. And Ben rattles off like five of them in a row. <laughs> my, fear, my favorite goes, is they're gone, look. girl. Yeah. yeah. So they're gone, girl. Uh, then they're going out on the town. Yep, he yeah. directed the town. Yes, he did. Oh, um, so I spent my days. Just... Oh, sorry. And so I spent my days chasing Amy. Yes, they were there too. Yep, yep. Yeah, he does a lot of that, which is great. It's fantastic writing when it comes to Kevin's part to throw it in here. Like, I just throw all these references <laughs> in. People will get it. People will get it eventually. Well, I always that's... feel like, they, 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 I, I, we've been joking about this a lot in the MMX, MMX group, that maybe some of these writers of these movies are realizing that our community exists. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're throwing the shit in their frost. <laughs> yeah. Everything's connected. Because I think I pointed out in, um, during our season on Batman and Robin, like I think like, it's actually in recent minutes that I've just edited we're saying like, oh, there should be seen like there's a bit where Batman goes like, it's gonna be a beautiful day once they thaw the city, and I was like, they should have had Clooney say like, 
it's going to be one fine day. <laughs> and then you could do it with Donald going like, hey, we're like the three musketeers. Like, ah, da, da, da. The thing is, I joke about that on the show all the time. And we made jokes about like way at the beginning, they should have like Alicia Silverstone show up and then like, you know, Chris O'Donnell comes on to her and she should be like, ah, as if, and then be like, ah. I am shocked they did not throw that joke in that movie. I am yeah. so shocked. <laughs> but that's the thing though. Like I, I always throw that out in the show. Like, oh yeah, that's the thing they should do. And then like knowing if they did do it, it would be terrible. Yeah. Kevin Smith's a man who's like, oh, they should do that. And then he actually puts it in. <laughs> well, well, her seen, well, her character was seen as excess baggage until she found a back cave. And then, but until then she was completely <laughs> clueless. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> see, Kevin Smith, the guy who had he had that as if joke in Masters of the Universe. She ha- he has Alicia Silverstone's character say like, "Oh, as if." I am not and I was just like, "Oh, Kevin, man, it's so distracting. Don't do it now. What are you doing?" <laughs> no, see, I love all of these here, right? Gonga, all of that, but the Just Us League is really <laughs> in the concept. Oh, the thing is, I'll, I, I couldn't get in Masters of the Universe. It's very distracting because it's a fantasy show, and you're like, oh, you took me out of the world, man. In this movie, perfect because it's just like oh, this is a bunch of friends having fun. Like oh, we have yeah, no yeah. aspirations to make this like, you know, a, a, a high art or anything. It's more like, well, you know, you know that's Ben Affleck, and you know these friends with Kevin Smith, and they haven't spoken to each other in a while, and you know like all the jokes of it and stuff. So. It's perfect in this scenario, but when you enter it into like, if he was writing, you know, Game of Thrones or something, <laughs> and he threw in a reference, it'd be like, uh, not now, man. Yeah. You have to know when to dial it back a bit. But we're getting five titles of movies in a row. Like for me personally, it's like, oh, this is an. I see this as an absolute win, quite frankly. <laughs> wow, Kevin Smith would have actually made Game of Thrones, you know, interesting to watch aside from the nudity. <laughs> And the dragons. And the dragons. I want yeah. to see his interpretation of it. Why yeah. not? I know nothing about Game of Thrones. I've never watched it. I just know it from working at Potawatomi and seeing the um the the slot machine. And I just know there's dragons and a bunch of hot chicks that were that were naked a lot. That's yeah. all I really know about the show. I know nothing about it other than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean that sums it up. <laughs> there is more nudity in one season than in showgirls in two hours. John, comment. <laughs> <laughs> Someone listens to the Lucas Al show would laugh Listen. at that joke. <laughs> would laugh at that. Although we didn't get the bonus of seeing Jesse Spano nude. True. No, that, 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 was a, that joke was literally there for someone listening to the Lucas Al show like two months ago. Yeah. There you go. And I, I have to say the gold standard for this kind of joke where they keep dropping movie titles. They did a uh, short called Thumb Wars where they basically basically used a little process where they uh, put the faces onto people's thumbs and used them as puppets there. Oh, so, yeah. So when we're introduced to the Han Solo parody, he just says... My excuse me, my wife was excuse me, uh, a one-armed man killed my wife Sabrina, a working girl. Now I'm a fugitive and in clear and present danger. I should be presumed innocent, but they're playing Patriot games with me. Uh, <laughs> that's great. I like that. That was very funny. <laughs> See, now I'm trying to find like I got to throw in one myself. I was like, can I do anything with Mos- Mosquito Coast? I don't think anybody could. So I'm just now I'm waiting for the next like and the, the last round of like um bat minute and outros to be random movie puns, like movie title puns. Now the last. <laughs> well, well for six, think... well for six days and seven nights he's been frantic to get off the Mosquito Coast. <laughs> what's the thing now i think this season of of batman in all the outros i think i've worked in most most movie titles as well you have so like it's, it's time of going now like, we're like 120 minutes in going like 
Oh, I don't know, man. Does anyone remember like uh, the babysitter with Alicia Silverstone? Can I work that in? <laughs> you like, did. Then again, I, I'm, I'm not, it's just completely off topic, but I have to say this on the air because I, I never brought this up on a podcast. That, one of my favorite outros was the random Tarzan boy thing. I cracked up so hard at that. I was like, come on. <laughs> I did not oh, see you. it coming, and I'm I'm at work, and I literally burst out of laughter. <laughs> Extra good for you as a wrestling fan. Exactly, but like I'm upset that we were upset with that song anyway. But I just, I heard that and I cracked up laughing. I'm like, oh come on! <laughs> well, thank you for saying so. Like, yeah, that would make me laugh so hard. <laughs> I was kind of wet in doing that too, because I was like, do people realize in the next minute there's going to be guys swinging around on vines? That's the only reason it's there. <laughs> but a lot of people might have been like, oh, the, it's just randomly inserted with no. With no method to to the madness, like no, there was an idea behind it. It was very vague, but it was there. <laughs> it works though. It works, and it gives you a reason just to throw that in there. <laughs> <sighs> so we move on, and we have um the girls getting. <laughs> I love the fact that they took out one of the the guys that's been annoying them about their badges this entire time. I cracked me up. But they reward mm. them with the VIP passes, and they say we're not going to stop the reboot. We're at least going to watch the reboot. Fair enough. <laughs> so this is worth well, it. If, if this movie hadn't been meta enough, if this movie has not yeah, been meta enough as yeah. it is right now, this is where it hits a new level of meta. Like <laughs> a new level. <laughs> because we had, this has been a really meta movie. Probably the most meta movie we're ever going to review. Ever. Like maybe Clerks mm. will top it, but this movie has been so ridiculously meta as it is. <laughs> but I was now, so happy to see her smash that guy's face. True. Because he annoyed me. Uh, I know he's supposed to, but God, well, I wanted to shut him up myself. Again, though, bringing up things that I personally love and like coincidentally coming into this five minute segment. Did you recognize who that guy was, John? Because you know who that guy is. You've seen that guy before. Uh, he looks very, very familiar, uh, but he annoyed me so much. All I could think about was punching him in the face. The thing <laughs> is, he's lost loads of weight since you would have seen him. He was in Hannibal. He was Franklin. Oh. He yeah. was Hannibal Lecter's really annoying patient. He's like who was the fanboy. Like, yeah, who was in love with Hannibal. And then he had his own he had his own boyfriend then who was plotting to kill him. And he was the he was the killer who cut open people's throats and then turned their vocal cords into like violin strings. Yeah, you could play so their, could play their, them. Like, throat. <laughs> and then there's a just he has a great death because Hannibal kills the guy just like on, on a whim. And like his boyfriend is just like, I was really looking forward to killing him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know you are. <laughs> just, he just does it to be an asshole. To him. <laughs> I'll kill him before you can. Oh, I yeah. didn't recognize him at all because he's he's really good in Hannibal. I suppose you could say he's good here because he's annoying me and he's supposed mm. to annoy me. Exactly. But, yeah. Oh. Like, sometimes the goal is to annoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I'll, like I'll bring it back to wrestling. Sometimes the best heel, and I have this conversation with um, Mandy all the time watching shows. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll reference someone from NXT. You probably don't watch NXT, John, but I'll say it anyway. Here's a character, Grayson Waller. He is the biggest asshole next to MJF in wrestling. <laughs> next to MJF. But I, maybe like, he annoys me. I'm like, he's supposed to annoy you. Like, that's the point. <laughs> he's supposed to annoy you. <laughs> I see people saying that about MJF online. They're like, oh, why Why do you like him? He's he's so annoying. He's, he's trash. He's supposed to be an no. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're meant to want to punch him in the face. That means he's doing his job. Exactly. And I suppose it's the same here. Although I, I will admit, now I know who it is now. I'm a bit like, oh, yeah, okay, I like him. But I was just sat here the whole time thinking, oh, I wish it was Jason Manzoukas. But you want to punch his character, and that's the important part at the end of the day. That is the important yeah. part. The only way this could have added, added the icing to the cake would be if we found out he was related to Ted Underhill. 
Yeah. Oh, good call. <laughs> good call. We're back to the, we're bringing it all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> so uh, the, the actor is is uh, Dan Fogler because he, he's in a bunch yeah. of stuff. I know we talked um, about. It. I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago. I think he was in the episode. Oh, okay. A couple episodes ago. So no, he's in. Um, he's in that really good uh, Dimitri Martin movie, Taking Woodstock. Mm. It's about oh, a guy yeah. who like opens up like lodging for all the people going to the Woodstock Festival. Really underrated movie. And then I, I was trying to think like why. Because it feels like a cameo, like Kevin Smith been like, "Oh yeah, this is like one of my buddies." I was like, "Did he ever make anything with Kevin Smith?" I was like, "The closest I could think of would be Fanboys, that like the the Jay Barshall, Kristen Bell guys breaking into Lucasfilm in nineteen ninety." Which you know what? You know what? Um, he had them on Smodcast. It's like Gary oh, and all tied together. Yeah, he did. He did an episode of Smodcast with Fanboys guys. So that makes sense. Because I think something like Fanboys to me is like that's the most Kevin Smith movie that Kevin Smith never made. It yeah. seems exactly something up his wheelhouse. But then I find out like, oh, he was just on because the guy hosted like a billion podcasts. Yeah, I remember them being. I'm thinking guests. about it. I'm thinking about it right now. I think he was, they were on Smodcast back when he was doing mm-hmm. a whole bunch. Because like he used to, when Scott Moser left Smodcast to go do to go do um the Grinch, he had like a rotating cast of like celebrity guests and things like that. So okay. that's going on there. So. <laughs> Since we've seen uh, the girls here, I just want to say, right, I was immediately obsessed with uh, with Millie, with, with Harley Quinn Smith. Yes. Um, I, I've never actually seen her before, to my knowledge, at least. Uh, and I, I'd heard some people saying, oh, I don't like her. She's bad. She's not good at acting. She's only in movies because of her dad. You know? Oh, yeah, because she but, got, she but got into what's not... time in Hollywood because of her dad. Exactly. <laughs> but that, I, let me say, maybe she just vibes with her dad or something. Uh, but it works here for me. It does. I think it's great. Part of it, she did this and what's the point in time in Hollywood at the same time. Yeah. And, she yeah. Did, and, oh, and so, Kevin oh, I have openly, seen it then because I've seen that. I yeah, and Kevin openly said he had nothing to do with that. That was all her. He didn't even know she was going to be in the movie. <laughs> he found out <laughs> when she was going to go film. He didn't know clue he even did. She did anything. So that was a big surprise That's to cool. him. I do wonder if uh, Harley Quinn, because she is like, she. She's like the best actress. She might even be like the best performer in this whole movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, agree with I that. wonder if it if it is because she knows she has the the specter of nepotism hanging over yeah. her that she's trying much harder than everybody else. Probably. So she's kind of like, you know, you get someone like Kate Micucci. I love Kate Micucci. But in this movie, she's kind of like, I'm just goofing around. Like, I'm just having fun. I'm not really like trying to deliver a, a spectacular performance. Whereas like Harley Quinn Smith is treating this as like, this is a serious project I'm involved yeah. with. It's not just my dad's buddies goofing off. Um, people watch this, they're going to be like, that girl was really, really good. <laughs> so uh, I feel like, yeah, it was making her work harder. Yeah. I, I think she, she is, I'm not, I know she's on an Amazon TV show now. I've never watched it myself. But I, know, I can't think of the working. name of it right now, but I can't think of the name of it, but I know she's doing a show. It's called but, Cruel Summer. That's it, it is. Remember, Thank you. Yeah, Cruel it reminded summer. me of the, the Panorama song, obviously. It's exactly uh, where the yeah, from, know people have seen that from. and they're like, oh no, she's she's genuinely really good in that as well. So I'm like, yeah, I think she's uh, she's probably proven proving herself uh, within, you know, obviously getting a leg up because her dad is Kevin Smith just by being the star of this movie. But, you know, she's proven that she's worthy of the role as well. So Oh yeah, she totally is. And honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit obsessed with her voice, I'll be honest. <laughs> she's got a really nice voice. Yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. I'll, I'll be quite honest though, Cruel Summer kind of sounds like the name of an 80s slasher film. Oh yeah, yeah, really low budget one. Yeah, Mm. and yeah, number two, give Harley Quinn credit where credit is due. She's a lot more emotive than say, uh, say Brie Larson. Oh my god, we're not we're not doing that now. We're not doing that again (laughs) this season. We're not doing that again this season. Uh, Anyway, I think it's supposed to be like a um, 
like a subconscious nod as well. The fact that like the rest of the girls are all opting for Silent Bob outfits. <laughs> and she went yeah. she's, and she's she the went one giant. who's exclusively dressed as Jay. That makes sense. Like, yeah. That makes sense. It's supposed <laughs> to be like she's not said anything yet, but it's like she's she's warming up to him. She's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. she's exactly. she's in the guy's wheelhouse now. So oh, that that's actually a good point because I right, oh this is so bad. Until I sat down to make my notes and go over it afterwards, it, I didn't realize that Millie and her friends are reboots of Jay and Silent Bob. Well, they did a whole bit where they got their clothes from Hot Topic, like a little while before. I, this, I know, so. but I never, I never thought about it. I was just like, okay, they're getting clothes. I never, <laughs> it didn't dawn on me. But remember, it's the first time I've seen fair it. Enough, so, fair okay, enough, fair enough. No, you're allowed. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> um, it's actually it's really entertaining to hear your side of this because it's actually fun because you've never seen this. It's actually cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I, was, uh, I wasn't I was sure what to expect, to be honest, because, again, I've, I've only seen the characters a couple of times even. So, And I'm not a stoner. <laughs> so, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just that it doesn't really agree with me. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So we we sit down in this in this this like amphitheater room, which I love this by the way. I love this setup because it's very Hall H. It's very Hall H, which I like. Like you can tell Kevin just wanted to do a Hall H panel and not have an entire people leave it. Oh, you ever hear that story about him at Hall H? Where he followed up the announcement of like they did a whole big thing for Star Wars. He was right after the Star Wars panel. Yeah. And on um, one of the Hall H's. And um it was right at, I think it was right after Fourth Awakens. And they, they they cleared out the room. Normally, people stay for his panel. Well, they cleared the room out because they were promised a John Williams score at the lake. <laughs> at the lake. So Kevin walks into a room with like 10 people in it instead of the thousands that are usually there. <laughs> he had a mental breakdown because it's like, this is the smallest audience I've ever had. <laughs> Awkward. You kind of have to ask, what's wrong with those 10 people? I love Kevin. I love, I love Kevin, but I would have gone to the concert. <laughs> I don't know why. I think if someone told him, he'd be like, oh, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah, let's he all go. Come on. Yeah, he makes fun of it now. I don't understand it. Routine, but like that happened. <laughs> I imagine though that because I know he's you know nowadays Kev is like this very you know such a kind of cuddly guy and he's always very like oh he isn't a bad word to say about anybody. But I wouldn't be surprised though, like if he did have a little chip in his shoulder from Lucasfilm. Of like oh yeah, yeah he did was, he did I forgot what I, I heard that on a po- I heard that because um he always puts the whole age panels on smodcast right after that's how I always hear the whole age panels and he did this half hour intro explaining why it seemed a little off at the beginning <laughs> he explained the entire story. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, John Williams becomes his uh, becomes his Will Wheaton. Oh, yeah, yo. <laughs> Williams. <laughs> okay, so we sit down for this, and um, I love how, I love how Millie's like, I've never been on a set, and this is where they now we're getting extremely meta. <laughs> we're getting so meta here because Jay goes and says we have been, and most people are dicks, especially directors. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so jo- much. Joss Whedon looks away in shame. Oh, <laughs> I I lost my mind. Both I think it's like two times, isn't it? Both times Kevin Smith is in the movie. Yes, in, yeah. he's playing himself. I was like, what? Exactly. This is what I meant by this. This got more meta because I remember we were in the theater, and again, we don't. I, we were just we just saw the second screening. We, there, there, there was a screening. The, the, Jane fell off straight back and this back to back. We saw the second one. It was just this movie, mm. and. I didn't know anything because it's only one screening. It's not like people are going online and spoiling the movie. So I have no idea what's going on when we go through the movie. So we got to this point. I'm like, we're really doing this. We're actually doing this scene, aren't we? We're these Smodcast team hits. (laughs) 
and here comes Kevin. <laughs> yeah. As Kevin. <laughs> and he's weird. doing, it's like he's playing up to the, the, he's got the jorts on. He's got the, I was trying to see, are those the bands? Has he got bands on as well? It's like, he's like, yeah, here is the persona, you know. As Kevin's man. Exactly. It's like Kevin's a cartoon of himself. It almost. really is yeah. funny. Yeah, like, yeah. He comes out to this podcast scene, which made me laugh. Because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show, so that cracked me up. And it's like one of the many times they threw like podcast references in here, so that would make me laugh. <laughs> so, and yeah, this is basically Kevin Smith's last action hero. Pretty much. As yeah. short as this feels like, good call. That's a good call, actually. I like that. I like that one. I like that one a lot, actually. I have a question. Go for it. I have a question which you probably know the answer to. Go for it. And I think I, think I know the answer. But, you know, he, he's here on stage and he's, he's almost doing like a little bit of stand-up. Right. You know, mm, for the audience yeah. to warm them up. And it felt it felt very real. Did he just do like a mini set for the actual extras and they filmed it? It wouldn't something? shock me if he did it all. It would not shock me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. This is what he does normally. This is how he intros his movies. We, we yeah, saw um, yeah. We went to see... um. Superhero cartoon movie. We saw yeah. super cartoon movie. It was it was it was superhero cartoon movie, and then a Jay and Silent Bob um Jay and Silent Bob good old podcast yeah. recording. So we got the, the whole night event, and they did an intro just like this to intro the movie, <laughs> just like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the the comments he says though about like oh I had a heart attack and basically I guilted everybody into being in it. <laughs> that's that all like the... he's just talking about this movie. The like, funny part is, is yeah. that's on the soundtrack. That line is on the soundtrack. It's even funnier. <laughs> It, so it sounds so real. I don't. It doesn't sound like lines he's written. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly. That's why. That's why Matt Damon's there. That's why Ben Affleck shows. That's up exactly what it is. is so he's just like, I'm just telling you. I'm laying the cards out here. Like there ain't no lying going on. It's such a, I guilted it's them. It's so in awesome. Like I love that part of this because he's just honestly telling you how this movie got casted. <laughs> <laughs> Genius, genius. And, I, and I've said it on several different podcasts here, and I'll say it again. As much as I like super groovy cartoon movie, the one thing I remember from that is the Jay and Silent Bob get old with uh, Jason Muse's obsession with the bronze fonds. Yes, that was his <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. But then, see, okay. So, I, I, they don't do get old as much as they used to because of the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. Things happened. They couldn't do the show live. And it, it was one of those shows you can't do without an audience. You just can't do it. But the end of the end of the old get old episodes that end with Jay... Picking people out of the audience and bringing them on the stage to play Let Us Fuck, which in reality is him doing air sex, made up made up air sex with 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 like various things from the crowd, like not normal, just like obscure <laughs> random shit from the crowd, and then they have to what make it up as air sex stuff. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. I've only heard it. We start live. I always thought of my chair. I was like, <laughs> so fucking hard watching this. There's pictures on my Facebook somewhere from this. It is so fucking ridiculous. Oh man. So anyway, um, like Niall said though, he did say I got a whole bunch of people that were sad that I almost died, which is a great line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm sorry that line cracks me up. Um, Loved it. So it's getting that point. Like that heart attack seems to be like the best thing ever happened. To that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it was the first thing that happened our show because he was supposed yeah. to be on the show. He was supposed to be here. Oh, oh, I, oh yeah, I'll tell oh, the story. Oh wait, well, honestly, not the great. The worst thing that could have happened to you guys. Yeah, I'll tell you the best story. Thing that right before we had him scheduled, he was supposed to be on the show season one of this show. 
He was supposed no, to moly. be here. I had him on the schedule, him and Jay, for back-to-back interviews. Jeez, Louise. And he had the heart what? attack six days before our interview. Six days. <laughs> How dare he? I was like, ah! And then, and then I get an email saying, we'll reschedule, reschedule. And it's been three years we have not rescheduled. Oh, <laughs> we have not rescheduled since. Have, That's you, the thing have now. you tried, though? Have you hit him back up again? I have. I have people. Oh. I have kind of – I have Jordan my stock. I have Jordan, Jay's wife's email. <laughs> everything. Oh. I think if you had got him in – for this movie, you're you're taking the menace onto a new level. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm Try hoping, again. I'm yeah. hoping. Well, okay. Wait, well, I, I, this is going to be airing a few, a little bit before this. We're going to be going to um the Fan Expo Chicago, and Kevin and Jay are going, they're doing a big Clerks reunion panel. The time the Clerks three. Yeah. And Kevin and Jay are doing that. They're doing a Jay and Silent Bob Get Old there, and I'm spending the money to meet him. I've never met. Mm-hmm. I, I met Jay. I've never met Kevin. So I'm spending the money to meet him. I'm talking to him there, and I'm going to try to invite him on for Clerks three. <laughs> Beyond the season, Let's be up between right, seasons, something make, like that. Niall, make a note. Let's get Kevin on our show first. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You'll probably have better luck because you're talking Batman and not himself. <laughs> I, think, I think we uh, we have the thing we had to get uh, Zach Galligan on, uh, despite yeah. the Mogwai Minute guy, because <laughs> we actually did speak to Zach Galligan at one point. That's and now Kevin Smith too. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway. So I, I do love the line. I do love the fact that earlier in this movie we had them making fun of Kevin earlier in this movie. But now we have Harley, awesome, just going straight up and saying, "I hate this guy. He forces his kid into everything he makes." <laughs> that was so good because you know, as someone who hasn't seen a lot of these movies, that's what I have heard. Basically, that that's what I heard from people who don't like her, don't like him. Like, oh yeah, you know, he just casts her all the time. So it's hilarious. She's making fun of that image people have of her. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> Although, again, to to be fair to her, uh, like I don't know what you guys' uh, opinions on Yoga Hosers was, but I found that a difficult movie to sit through. Like, it I'm was not going to lie. I'm not going to bullshit you. I still have not watched it all the way through. <laughs> I have not oh, been able to sit through it all see, the way through. Yeah. <laughs> see, I'm I'm, I'm kind of scared to watch this. <laughs> I, there's a lot of things in that movie that I, I got through it, but I was like, I can't it's, get through this whole thing. I can't do it. it and is, I tried. It's, it's rough. It's rough, man. But like the thing is, she's really good in it. It's oh, big, yeah. you know, her and Lily, uh, Lily Rose Depp are both like, yes. oh, these are like proper. Like I know they're just here because they're dad, they're famous dads. They're like, yeah, you guys should make a movie. But like. Again, it feels as if they're kind of going like, okay, so we better take this seriously. Then. Well, what's funny about that? <laughs> no Harley and Lily, Harley and Lily were friends before Kevin met Johnny. <laughs> so really, it was Harley. It was actually Harley asking, "Can my friend be in this movie? She's an actress." And then not really. And Kevin and Johnny Depp never met. They met because of this movie. They met because of yoga hosers. <laughs> so, how did you two meet? Yoga hosers. That's really funny how that works. Right? Like it's, it's the kids now making the parents meet, and they're famous parents. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, you feel like she, every time she's auditioning, though, know, she should be like, oh, here's, here's the real. Like, don't, like, one, don't notice that my dad is the guy who wrote and directed this. And two, just ignore what the movie is. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Please exactly. look at the singular performance. <laughs> that, that's the trick of the real, isn't it? The editing on it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I also love the fact that Kevin is openly making fun of Hollywood. And reboots and sequels and everything else in his spiel. <laughs> in his spiel. He's openly making fun of it. This is, not like, this is not like a parfait of madness here. Yeah, now we're at that point. Yeah, we're at that point where it's like, wow, we're just getting we're just deep into this now. Like, we're knee deep into the meta. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, even, even, at the, even like, in the background, 
the Blunt Man and Chronic reboot posters are pretty much perfect recreations of the BVS posters as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly the exactly way what they were doing. It's exactly what they're. I also love the Comic Con logo. It's them on a Comic Con logo because they didn't want to pay for Comic Con, which is why we're doing this. <laughs> which is why we're doing this. <laughs> now. What you were saying there, Niall, actually, is what I thought a lot of the humor of this was gonna from the movie was gonna come from the fact that they were rebooting, you know, their their franchise, and they were gonna make it like gritty and dark, yeah. and serious, <laughs> you know, serious. Uh, yeah, because it worked the, so well uh, for Fantastic the... Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. or the 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 Bel Air of Jalen Silent. So yeah. watch that. I, I might watch that just because I want to see what the fuck this clusterfuck is, but I haven't had a chance to do it yet. That's why when you see a clip of the movie in a, in a second, I, I was like, oh no, they're not. It's not gritty. It's fine. Yeah, it's them fucking around. That's them just fucking around. <laughs> Although speaking of Bel Air, I would like to see the dark and gritty way they implement the jazz getting thrown out of the house running gag. <laughs> At that point, you just he gets shoot him. beaten. <laughs> you just shoot him. And do it and do it in slow motion to strange fruit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we do go to the screen. We have the clip. And here we go. We're gonna start the the, the Batman V Chronic clip. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. He keeps he keeps like doing the v, v with his fingers when he v. says V. Which is funny anyway that he keeps doing it. But as an English person, yeah. that's a swear that's like Oh that's yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> So he kept doing, I remember at the time when BBS came out, he would always do it as well. When you'd be talking about the movie, he'd always go, Batman v Superman. And you're like, yeah. what? what are you trying to do? Are you trying to sneak one under the radar? He's literally telling the British audience to go fuck themselves. So probably, he, probably yeah, basically. he probably was told that now, but did not know that at the time? <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. Hey, I, it I, adds to it. It adds yeah. an extra layer of funny. It adds an extra. It, it adds that sort of a not a, a pretension that Zack Snyder has at times. Perfect. There you yeah. go. So then, so okay. I mean, as if the title of Batman v Superman wasn't you know pretentious enough, it sounds like a fucking court case. Very true. <laughs> so we have that would have been a better movie. Actually. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and it wouldn't have involved the implication of uh, the implication of a uh, implication of Lex Luthor pissing into a jar as part of his evil plan. <laughs> Here we that go. Was, I remember in the in in the cinema, in, was it 2016? Been yeah. like. Is this a thing that's happening? And like, Lex Luthor has pissed in a jar and given it to Holly Hunter. That is a thing that's in this movie. I, I, remember, I, I remember thinking that if this is part of your evil plan, it's time you rethought your life. There is somewhere. I have to find it. And there's somewhere on, on the show. I have to find it. It's been 2016. I have to go back and find it. Kyle came on the show for 15 minutes that day just because he wanted to end up in the movie. And half of it had to do with that scene. And as I've said before, I'm kind of glad that I saw this with my dad at the do- at the bargain theaters because if I paid full price for this, I would have felt profoundly ripped off. Uh, I, will, I will say, though, before in, in talking about Superman stuff, I do, and this maybe I just didn't think because they're, tr- they're trying to stay so on the current Hollywood reboot trend in terms of spoofing. But like, you know, me and you know, John, in particular, because we covered it quite extensively last year, uh, Kevin Smith himself, he was part of like, you know, he did Superman Lives, which, yes. uh, yeah. it, you know, in the 90s, that that was a reboot. I'm surprised there's not more like references well, to that in here. I think like, just because that was in an era, though, where there wasn't a, uh, dare I call it, reboot culture. Yeah. But True. I feel like, he, you know, yeah. Kevin Smith's a guy who would quite happily, like, he always drops in little, like, well, you know, I was doing joined universe stuff before Marvel was doing it. So oh. I almost feel like it would oh. be him going, like, well, not just, you know, I was going to reboot Superman. 
before anybody else. You know? And that would have been the ultimate cameo. The person who was yeah. going to be a Superman. Nicholas, oh, he got Nick Cage, Cage in here. Nick Cage. Yeah. Oh, having something. Or yeah. walking. Uh, Does anybody Superman, who was Superman lives. The movie with Nicholas Cage playing Superman and for some reason fighting a giant spider because John Peters wanted one in there somewhere. Yeah. I wonder gonna... if he ever thought, like, could I get John Peters in? I got any of his movies. I'm, I'm going like, to plug something real fast. I'm going to plug something real fast. You guys obviously did the entire read through of Spider Man Live, which, by the way, is part of the um, MMX at home block of shows we put up. Like, a yes, yes. I have the video. I have the video from the MMX YouTube page. I'm going to put the link up in the bottom so people can watch it. It is hilarious. I really, really enjoyed that show because I listened to it at work and it got me through a morning shift. I really had time with that. So I just want to throw that out oh, there yeah. to plug. Oh, thanks. We also did do, we did together yeah, script read through and also me and John just solo, well, say solo together. Uh, we did a whole analysis of the documentary they made. Like we we got we got deep into the weeds on Superman. Yeah, like, it really did. So I just wanted to plug that one because uh, it was a lot of fun to listen to that. Like that that was really entertaining. <laughs> so part of me was still like, oh, he's he's tackling Superman stuff here, Kevin. You know, you've got a, an infamous story about Superman, man. You could you could work that in here somewhere. But like, I mean, the, every second of this movie is layered with in jokes and metatextualness. Maybe he's like. The dam will burst if I go back to that. Well, yeah. you know, this is so, too much. Too much. I, 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 so I have a pause on the video when we touch the screen. We cut to the movie. This set is so ridiculous. Like this, this set they built for this <laughs> is so ridiculous. There's so many ridiculous screens and lights and like it's so <laughs> stupid. Like it's so dumb. <laughs> it looks like a bigger budgeted version of a set from the old Doctor Who. I was gonna say it feels yeah. like this. It feels like what they tried to do for like the um the Batman the Batman Forever. But like the more sixties Batman combined yeah. the two, and you have this. Hey, you know what? As someone who's doing the Joel Schumacher movies, uh, well, as of recording, we're still in in one. I thought it did look like a bit Batman Forever. I, that's what I'm looking at. I'm thinking Batman Forever with a little bit of like cheese from the sixties, like, yeah, like which would basically describe it's... Batman and Robin. Which yeah. I have to admit, I have to admit, watching it back would be on their show. It's a much better movie than I thought. It's much better. Yeah. Like, it's funnier. It's to, a, when I'm you don't take it seriously, when it's don't take it so seriously, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> what, what, Batman and Robin? Yeah, it's so much more fun now. Like, it was so much fun. I, I will have, honest, a, have I, a couple of beers, put it on, there you go. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And, I, and I, we did, like, a whole season of that show, not one person came in going, like, you know what? Fuck the like, like angrily ranting about everyone. Everyone seemed to have been like, you know what? Even we the people who didn't like I, it were I, like, I think know, it's because a lot of people saw Batman like versus Superman before that and figured, you <laughs> know, they also, also yeah. I think we all got older. I think we all got older. <laughs> Look <Yeah>. what happened. <laughs> Yeah, older. when you get older, you stop giving a damn. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we had recorded that season in like 2003. And also, keep in mind, there was the the 60s Batman is now on like MeTV. So like during the pandemic, people were watching it. So I think everyone got back to the cheese. So like, I will always defend Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. I mean, say what you will, but the ice puns, but I love how he handles the quieter moments. I I give Arnold Schwarzenegger so much credit for that movie because he knows the kind of movie he's in. He knew what kind of movie he was in. And he was just having fun. Exactly. That's why I I got the the hockey team from hell scene with you guys. And like rewatching that, like he's having a fucking blast. (laughs) My favorite scene in that entire movie is him leading his minions in I'm Mr. Snowmiser (laughs) while they're freezing their asses off. 
off, and he's wearing, you know, like the blue robe and the little yep. polar bear. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. Like, come on, come on, sing, no. sing. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit like though, you know, you said uh, yeah. Yeah. about how um, you know he's just having fun. He knows what movie he's in. It's like the people in this. Yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, exactly. no, they can technically act better than they're doing, but they don't. They, it's, this is fun. They're having a good well, time. You know, speaking of which, of course. Melissa Benoist. Yes. Oh my God. I, I, I'm going to throw out there right now. My love for Melissa Benoist. I love her so much. And and the funny part is, I love her back from Glee. Like, I, I watched, I was a big Glee person and I did not know her, obviously, until she was on Glee. And I'm like, oh my God, she is so fucking cute. She is so cute. (laughs) What, what has she been in? I recognize her face, but I didn't recognize her. Oh, she's Supergirl. 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 The t- oh. television Supergirl. That's uh, why. Yeah, I've she's only Supergirl. Seen occasional episodes. Well, the thing with Supergirl for me is, um, I watched it because of her. Actually, I the first Supergirl was the first show of the Arrowverse that I watched because it wasn't in the Arrowverse; it was on CBS when it started. What's the most interesting looking one. Well, the, well, yeah. it, was, it was her though. It was also her, so I watched it for hmm. her. And then me... Grant Gustin was did a crossover, and that got me to watch The Flash. And then we go from there. So, like, yeah. it was that kind of thing. But, like, I love her in general. So when I found out yeah. she was going to be in this, I'm like, okay, this is going to be awesome. And then having her do this is ridiculous. But the fact she looks fucking amazing in the outfit, like, <laughs> it helps. Like, damn. Even now knowing, like, later on, even since this movie's come out now, her husband is Kevin Smith's He-Man. Yeah, like that's like it's it's going on and on now. Like the sort of like little incestuous relationships going on throughout these things. At the same time, though, again, not bad. He was really good in that show. Also, side note, that show is great as well, and people shouldn't be dumping on it the way I have not watched it yet, but I've heard great things. I've heard things about it from people that aren't being assholes. Like, <laughs> like it seems to be people people who wanted to hate it hate it. And exactly. the people who were like open to it all really enjoyed it. From what and I understand, I'm a so. kid who grew up with He Man, and I've I watched it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's 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 probably. It's one of the most, it's probably one of the best things Kevin Smith's ever done, is that show. He should be very proud of it. But I feel now when you hear him talking, he shies away from mentioning it because he knows what the internet was like with it. Well, you, and the funny part is, I've, I've mentioned this before, I'm a Kevin Smith Club member and I listen to all the paid, paid wall, on the, I'm behind the paywall when it comes to podcasts. Yeah. And he does a daily show, um, um, Wake and Bake. And he had an episode where he was talking about the reaction. He's like, how are you new to me? I love this show. I think it's great, but I'm just, I'm sick of talking about it in public because people hate it so much. Like, <laughs> he said that to us, like, because there's a lot of stuff behind the paywall that he tells us that is not out in the public for like two or three months. So, so like, you're going to be getting a phone call now, like going, you, that's no, that was information. Ago. You're not that so much information on your own goddamn podcast. That was never coming on the show. Ago. So, you know, that was months ago. Tear, tear, yeah. Go up, appear on Zoom and tear up your membership card. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll send Jason Muse to our house to break his kneecaps. Yeah. yeah. And then have him on the podcast. Yeah. Have him on the podcast, man. <laughs> there you go. He breaking he, breaking he, your knees live on the pod. <laughs> like, just get my microphone on quickly. Get the camera. Get my phone. Although, record, record, record. Although, let's be honest, Jason Mews does even like the kind of guy who'd beat the crap out of you and then buy you a beer afterward. He wouldn't drink it. He wouldn't drink it. Yeah. He'd buy it for you. Because yeah. <laughs> he can't drink. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I will can... say, um... sorry. Yeah, the other thing you might know, uh, Melissa Bonoist from John, is like the thing you definitely have seen. Um, to me as well, she still is kind of, oh, it's Whiplash Lady. Like, she was pretty much the only female character in Whiplash. Like, you know, everyone thinks about like, uh, J.K. Simmons, Miles Teller. It is pretty much a 2 4 movie. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just those guys most of the time. But she is, to me, like, when she was announced as Supergirl, I was like, oh, Whiplash Lady. I, I, I like her. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will think something I, about Supergirl. I tuned in I to watch the. Uh, um, oh, sorry, sorry. 
right. but then like, yeah, because of that, I tuned into like, well, also too, because of, you know, hosting like, well, I'm a DC fan. And I, I guess I should try to get bored with some of these shows. So I tried Supergirl when it first started and made it like three or four episodes. I was like, it's, <laughs> and the thing was, it was like, this show is just not for me, but she is excellent. Like, yeah, the she is the best person was, you could have. I you know. loved the show when it first started. Like I loved it. And then I said, they had the crossovers. And then what happened was near like, the last couple of seasons, they just got too real. They no. got way too real. They started talking about immigration issues and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to watch this for that. Like, I'm not here. I'm here to distract myself from the real world, not get like yeah, sucked yeah. into the real world. Like literally, they yeah. did this whole thing about alien immigration, tying in with real life immigration, and then they started doing like um, social justice stuff on the last season because yeah. it was right after Black Lives Matter, and it was like, okay, guys, I, I love you guys. But no, I'm not yeah. watching. I watched mm. the finale. The finale was fantastic. Like the series finale of that show was amazing and great. No, what? Oh my god, it was bad. Yeah. No, no. If only people would actually get that. That you know, we're watching this to escape, and that you know. I mean, I understand what they were doing. Yeah. I get it. But like, do an episode for it, not an entire season arc. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> you want to address it? Do an episode or two, not a whole arc. What That's my they, problem. What if it. they don't do it for a whole season? How can they tell people that they support them? I just had that was my issue with it. Like, yeah. I love the show beginning because I was telling you, I don't know if you guys have ever done that. You guys should do a whole thing about Crisis, the Crisis of Infinite Earths. That... Well, I, 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 I went to watch the because they did the Supergirl. Well, they did the whole it's a five part, it's, on, it's, it's throughout, yeah. uh, throughout. I watched it, I rewatched it recently because I'm not gonna lie, I was doing training and I needed something to watch to distract myself. So I rewatched the entire five part thing. I'm like, this is such great TV, it's such great television. Mm. If you're out of context, it's just great television. Oh, even if you haven't been watching exactly the... out of context, oh. they explain stuff, they explain things. To the point where I'm like, wow, people can watch this and not know what's going on and still enjoy themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, great. Unlike comics for the only, past few decades. Yeah, I think I only tuned in for, with the promise of Robert Wool being in it. <laughs> That's the only bit I watched. And yeah. Kevin Conroy. And then I was just like, oh, it's just that one bit. Oh. And then my major takeaway from it was like, oh, you know, that was a, that was a damn shame of, damn waste of Robert Wool if you got Going on oh there. please tell me he played his character from the from uh, Batman eighty nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was, <laughs> like, I was like. We also had Burt Ward. Burt Ward was in the show too. Burt Ward was a part of it too. I was here to like... see the return of Alexander Knox. Like five second cameo. I was like, what? Come on! Yeah, well, big Knox he, actually, he actually got the one non Batman moment of awesome in that movie with him driving away the Joker's thugs with a bat and getting the let go of one of the balloons. <laughs> oh god, I loved that scene. <laughs> but yeah, I would. Uh, but then my, my big takeaway from like having not seen any of those shows in a long, long time was like, oh yeah, so that was a race to Robert Will. Melissa Benoist is still like the best actor that got working in yeah, these well, shows because she was I just, like, better about than that everybody show, else on screen. But I appreciated about Crisis. And I'll say this here because she's in it and she's amazing in it. Is that they did a great job and like it was part two of this big crossover that they did the year before. But they didn't you didn't have to watch that crossover event to understand what was going on in this crossover event. Like that I appreciate it. Like again, they explained again, it. Like I they said, explained it. Again, like I said, unlike comics for the past few decades. Yeah, because they did an Elseworld storyline. They did a whole Elseworld storyline, but it tied in with Crisis. So mm. it was like, there you go, it all tied in, but they explained why. They explained why they tied in. So that was cool. Like that was well done. <laughs> but anyway, back to this. Over the top. Yes. Over the top. Melissa noise. Screaming Blunt Man. Which I sorry, that's hysterical. Just the way he does it. It's so funny. 
But I, but okay, my point is, this is supposed to be a part of the movie, right? He says claims this is a part of the movie. This feels like more like a trailer than an actual scene from the movie. <laughs> oh no no, yeah. no 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 no! The Ben Noist is basically one of the sounds that they make when they fight. Oh Ben Noist. Ben Noist. This more like a trailer than an actual scene. Ben Noist. <laughs> so, but I did That's not. Kinda like, yeah. It's it's kind of both. I felt it's kind of like getting halfway to been like, hey kids, it's Mark Hamill. It's just by putting up like, hey, it's but all you know. Yeah, you might as well have hey kids written the Muppets. You know. Oh, then we have Kilmer, which yeah. was the main reason I wrote down for you guys. Well, you guys gotta come out here and talk about this. You have to. See, I had no idea he was in this, and when I saw him, I lost my mind. <laughs> I, because not only is it genius because of the whole Batman thing, but he's kind of making fun of himself and finding humor in the darkness. You know, because he can't speak. Right. Mm. And it also ties in with the whole Silent Bob doing emojis thing during this entire movie. I feel like this yeah. is the payoff to that joke right here. Uh, it's the payoff. Although, <laughs> it was all kind of done. Long, sorry. Sorry. Okay, Kyle, go. Uh, go. With the long hair, he kind of reminds me of Nick Dolte in that mugshot. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think Kyle. this was all kind of done, like, um, a little on the fly, wasn't it? Like, I remember hearing Kevin Smith talking about this, and he was, I think he was just in general talks. <laughs> With like he was just talking to Val Kilmer, and he was just like, "Oh, man, I'd really love to work with you." And Kilmer was like, "Oh, yeah, me too." He's like, "You should come and be in this reboot movie I'm doing." And then Val was just like, eh, "I'd love to, but the thing is, I can't really talk anymore." And it was Perfect. one of those moments of like, "Like, get this, <laughs> like exactly, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> exactly." Yeah. My favorite part is though they do that joke, but the reaction from Millie is like. Wait a minute! <laughs> Wait a second! <laughs> this guy next to me, this old guy next to me, been doing this the entire time I've been with him. <laughs> and it's then that the thrusters slowly begin to fire. Yeah, it was really funny. Her reaction was brilliant. Like, wait a minute! Wait! <laughs> well, I I loved that whole phone thing throughout the whole movie. Yeah. The, the way it would take seemingly longer each time just to do one emoji. I said earlier, the amount of taps he's putting in is basically you know him trying to make the emoji as large as possible. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. but it's, it's, it's so over the top, but I love the fact they paid it off here. Like, it yeah. works so perfectly. <laughs> I love that. It's already I good, wonder, and now it's better. I was wondering who the Foley person was, though. Someone has to... I, I love the sound effect of it. <laughs> like, someone had to go and get, like, the sound of loud, loud tapping. It's, yeah. and now, it's more like, you know, when somebody with false nails is using their phone and you just hear, you know. Must you be like... forever tapping that phone? Here's one thing, though, I will say, because I love, yeah, I love uh, Millie's reaction. And I love Jay's reaction. <laughs> and then I love Bob's like, holy fuck. <laughs> oh, that, that also is... blew my mind. I didn't know he spoke. So this is actually well, funny part is he spoke more in this movie than any movie he's ever done because he did his entire monologue with, Je- with Chris Jericho earlier. This is the most he's whole... ever spoken in the movie with this movie. <laughs> well, that's the thing because that, that's why I was wondering if you guys thought because like oh, I enjoyed the the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross you know, <laughs> thing with the, the I did you know, I did I don't think well, uh, Blake I, I didn't get the reference but I I having Kevin do it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> But like I was thinking, though, wouldn't it have been? I wonder if that again was that was that like this feels like this should be the only thing he says. The whole movie should be holy fuck. <laughs> that, like that would be the payoff. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I think it's funnier then, that he does that entire spiel earlier. I think it's actually funnier because it came out of nowhere. I, it came out of nowhere earlier. I mean, they already, they already did that whole sort of thing with uh, Clerks too, where the only thing he says, it, where the only thing he says is, "I got nothing." I got nothing. Yeah, that's the only line in Clerks yeah. too. Yeah. Literally the only line. So it feels like you could have you could have switched it though. You could have had because 
I can imagine. Well, that's the thing. Would Jay be the type to watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? No, to, he wouldn't be. Exactly. Gauge, he wouldn't you know, get the, the reference. Whole he spiel. wouldn't get a reference. No, it would never work. Exactly. Bob yeah. would be the person See, that would spend the time to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just sure. wonder if there's a way you could have had Bob be the one to... To rescue the to rescue the girls, and then Jay be the one to destroy. But then Jay would be too much of an idiot; he couldn't. Exactly. Pull that it off, was, plus, it so, actually yeah. makes more sense for Jay to rescue Millie. It makes more sense. Yeah. Like it does fit things better, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm so like, well, but what if it taken it? If it could have reworked it just so the only words he says are "holy fuck." I don't know. I'm I'm torn on it. It's like yeah. it feels like, it feels like that. That's a much cleaner thing to have him just be like he only says yeah. two words the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would personally pick one gag or the other. Have the big spiel with the with the clan, or have this. <laughs> yeah. What's funny yeah. part is that I was I'm not even thinking about it now because we've done obviously the Clark the Clerks too. This is I think combined he speaks more in this movie than those two movies. <laughs> like combined, <laughs> Silent Bob speaks more in this movie. <laughs> so I think, I think he kind of speaks more than in here than in any other viewers universe. I think you're right. I'm just thinking our the movies we've covered. This is definitely uh, yeah. mostly spoken in the movie. The closest you he can't co- shut the, the guy up. Sorry, the closest he comes to this is basically the monologue in Chasing Amy. Yes, that's true. Very good call. Very, yeah. very good call. Very good call. That's the thing, though, because he always has... I, I kind of notice it more this movie because Jay is in such a existential crisis. Right. I did find it quite strange that, like, Bob is, like, the most sage, you know, wise guy in New Jersey, apparently. He always has, like, yep. had good advice for Dante at the end of Clerks, had great advice for Holden, et cetera, et cetera. It's always he's, he's, he's best friends with Jay. Does he not have something to say to him about that? Nah, Jay's like, a lost cause, man. Well, the funny part is they communicate he's, he's in silence. To speak to him. If they communicate in silence, that's the best part of the two of them. They're so close, they don't have to communicate. <laughs> yeah. I was going to got a slight vibe that there was, like, you know, off off screen, Bob was talking to Jay all the time. It's just then in public, you never really saw him say much. But I guess it's, as the franchise has gone on, it seems, and they work in the whole emoji jokes and stuff, it's more like, no, it's just a... It's the bit that he never actually he speaks. It's the gimmick. Do, just it's sort of... the gimmick. <laughs> yeah. well, well, speaking of emojis as well, you know, because we said Kilmer does the uh, does the emoji himself. I am totally in my real life stealing the V emoji to mean like fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new thing. And we're not mentioning the. the gag where they pretty much break, make uh, the title thing in here. Basically. Oh yeah, I'm about yeah. to get to that. I'm literally about to get to yeah, it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I want to be blunt, man. I liked you better when you were silent, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, terrible jokes. Yeah. She sells them really well. Coming from her, it works. Coming from her, it works. I'm not sure why, but it does. <laughs> we'll say, too, actually, we, for the most part, in our season of Batman Forever, we had a lot of... We gave... Kilmer a lot of guff because he's not you know he had his moments in Batman Forever but it's like he's not the greatest performance in in that movie it's not the but it's not the best Batman yeah, by I, any I stretch of the imagination. I came away liking Val still but yeah you're right but I will say subtle face acting he's doing when he's the intensity with which he's typing into that phone <laughs> made me laugh because he's he's got a proper like subtly extremely angry face going on <laughs> I kind of thought like that's 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 almost more acting than he was doing in Batman Forever. He looks yeah. like the st- looks like the standard Twitter user. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, he's embodying all of them. Speaking yeah. of face acting, watching Kevin as Bob react to it, the, the ridiculous lateness of that Silent Bob line is amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, <gasps> nah, the only way that could have been better is if he had face palmed. True, but it was just because of the reaction. Like, <gasps> they said my name. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Senpai, wonder, noticed though, me. 
And then, you know, like, like, wonder... like John said, there is DV for fighting, which is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I do wonder, though, if, is this going to be... Because I can't... Like, I know DC are going... They're doing a multiverse movie because they're having this Flash movie that apparently at eventually some point, will come out. some eventually year, will, come out. Yeah. will eventually come out. But I don't know. If, well, this this might well be the closest we ever get seeing Kilmer. I can't imagine Kilmer donning the cowl. Again. No. This yeah. might be it. Yeah. Probably. the closest we're going to get. Ironically, it'll be the fifth movie is the closest you get to the Alcumber and Batman again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I, by the way, there's something really funny about Melissa Lewis yelling, I'm ready to blast your ass. That might just be one of the <laughs> so ridiculous. And kick you in the hater tots. Tying it back again. Bring your hater tots back again. Like, why do we keep bringing hater tots up? Like, keep doing this. That is a weird running gag, I'll be honest. <laughs> It was funny, like, like so... the idea that he was making them in his in his cab. Like, okay, yeah, it's funny, so ridiculous. But... Oh, but it pays off here, like, because the funny part is that Jay's reaction is like, it does mean nothing. It does mean different things to different people. And the odd thing <laughs> is, in the past few minutes, we've gotten a more fleshed out reason for two superheroes fighting than we did in the entirety of Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah, basically, because that that movie was just like, uh, I guess they got to fight at some yeah. point. Okay, fine. so and I'm... then we wrote write ourselves into a corner, and then we get save Martha. Yes. So I what I, what I love about this is they do the whole thing where it feels like he's shooting kryptonite at her, which I like the fact that they did this. Like, it's so dumb, but it's like okay, fine. It's kryptonite joke. It's a kryptonite joke, but no, it's not a kryptonite joke. It's, it is, but it isn't. It's supposed well, to be. Wait a minute. This is also an extra level of metatextualness because <laughs> this move is directly from Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Batman does it to Superman, but now it's you know it's Bloodman doing it to. Supergirl. Yeah, that's the same Perfect. move. Of the Perfect. Three. Oh, you're gonna catch that thing. You think, oh, I bested you, but no, it was filled with kryptonite. But yeah. now it's like, now oh, it's was it indica? I think they exactly. Mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Which... that's the indica's the type of weed that like uh, chills you out. <laughs> yes. So that's where it ties in. Which I'm so glad this is in these five minutes because we get to <laughs> talk about the, this cameo, which only works well because of this movie. Like we did, I did not know this cameo was coming on any level. <laughs> I did not expect this. I knew he was in the trailer. He's in the trailer, but I thought it was one of those things where he's in the trailer just because of the dance on the Bob trailer. I did not expect the joke yeah. for him to for Tommy Chong to be yeah. there. Tommy, Tommy Chong in a suit holding a pizza. It's like, come on! <laughs> right, that multiple things I love here, right? Tommy Chong is the Alfred I didn't know I needed, didn't know I wanted, but now it is all my heart desires going forwards. Like, he has to... And also the pizza. <laughs> Nile. Nile. That is another reference, right? That's totally a reference to our Alfred. Batman and Robin. Oh, the ghost. Yeah, the. Uh, oh, cancel, cancel the pizza. The pizza. <laughs> there's a couple of times sorry, there's pizzas sorry, involved sorry. with him. And here, here's Alfred with the pizza. <laughs> I mean, they got that. Uh, that would be a beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they got that. I'll take it. If that's a direct reference to. Uh, th- well, this Alfred, he would never cancel a pizza. <laughs> He's too damn stoned. He's too damn stoned. And absolutely rocking that beard. Yes. But then there's the line. This line is in the trailer. Like, this line is in the trailer. It's the last line of the trailer. It smells like this reboot went up in smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. And then having. And just having her put her arms out like Alfred, and that's where we end our minute. Yeah. But the, that line is in the trailer. Like, it's just the trailer moment of the, of the entire scene. Like, <laughs> <laughs> such a brilliant moment. Such a brilliant scene. Like, I love that whole thing. It's just me, it's the strangest moment of that whole thing, basically being seeing Tommy Chong in a suit. 
Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe just me. <laughs> but he rocks it as oh, you brought yeah. up. He looks really cool. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's looking, looking actually. It looks more like um, for a second when I first saw it. You know, before the voice kicked in, and they were like, "Oh no, of course it's Tommy Chong." I thought it was George Carlin. I was like, "George Carlin's <laughs> like long that. dead." <laughs> yeah, that's right. They resurrected him just for this movie. <laughs> just to do it. Just well, to, just to tie it in with movies. Strike Back. <laughs> tie it in with Strike Back. <laughs> it's just like it's just like the plot of Dead Heat. <laughs> well, with movies now, you know, you can bring anyone back. They're, they're mm. doing a movie soon where bloody uh, James Dean is the star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh. That's true. But, uh, but, weird i don't know if it's a generational because that my main re- point of reference for chami chong because obviously i was born in 1987 i know what you're gonna so, say go for it like but the things because i don't i don't think the cheech and chong movies were big across over here i, I might be mistaken but i don't I think, think they, I had think the they were big with like the generation before us yeah. Yeah, that might be. My main point of reference for this guy is that 70s show. Thank you. I was yes. just thinking the same yeah. thing. I was thinking the same thing. That 70s show. And, I and it was only after like a, a long... Character. Yeah, that's the... After lo... He was in that show for seasons. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Knew, oh, that's a funny, that's a funny character. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah. And it was only like years later that I was like, that guy is Tommy Chong. Yeah. He's very, it's... very famous. Yeah. And it's a joke that he's there. It's exactly. Like, oh, the fact that okay. they put him in that show for as long as they did, it's just like, of course he would hang out on this show of all shows. Of course he would. <laughs> Why would he not? And just to get off topic for one, I, of course. Uh, I, I've never seen the Masters of the Universe cartoons, but I fucking love the movie. Oh, mm. great movie. Great oh, yeah. movie. I mean, the cartoons yeah. were fantastic back in the day. Yeah. But I won't say they are fantastic because yeah. I imagine they don't hold up. Yeah, no, they but, don't. But no. yeah, yeah. My nephew and I uh, watched the the movie when he was five there, five there, and he had me keep rewinding the post credit stinger because he kept loved it, loved it of a Skeletor popping up in the water, going, "I'll be back." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just waiting though. It's like you know, it's been uh, thirty five years, but any day now. By the way, he so told us he'd be back, Niall. He'll be back. I just <laughs> looked it up. Tommy Chong on that seventy show. Playing Leo on a seventy show. He's a guest for seasons two through two, season two and three. He's a regular for season four. He comes back <laughs> in season seven at the guest, and then they're regular in season eight. <laughs> and I, th- I, I think the only reason he left was because of his uh his getting arrested. Probably because yeah. he's not in. Because as it says here, it literally just says in here, he disappears from the series after season four. <laughs> and it later references season five when the gang goes on a mission to find him with no luck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember him leaving, to be honest. But you know, the problem is that show is weird because if you see the syndication, there's no real rhyme or reason in the episodes they air. It's never in order. That show is never in order on TV. I started uh, on Comedy Central when I used to work at the hospital. It used to be a Comedy Central in the middle of the days. So I put it on when I was doing rooms. And it was never in any particular order, ever. Like, it would just jump around. They just hit the random button. Uh, yeah. And our, our late uncle related heavily to Red Foreman. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But oh, like, my I'm, dad yeah. is Red Foreman. <laughs> English version of him. Does he even have the strange obsession with putting his foot up someone's ass? <laughs> um, yeah, basically. <laughs> That's the weird thing, though. As a kid, when I was, you know, I guess I was 97, 98 when that said the show started. Uh, yes. So I would have been like, yeah, 10, 11. So didn't know who Tommy Chong was when he showed up. But as soon as Red Foreman showed up, I was like, that's the guy from RoboCop. And every time afterwards, I was like, that's Clarence Boddicker. I I get the joke here because he played a friggin' ruthless psychopath in a really famous movie. And now he's the hard-ass dad. That makes total sense. By the way, I just better make a note with that 70s show. How the hell did this show that was eight seasons long only cover like three years? (laughs) Because this show starts set in 1976. 
They do a Christmas episode, a New Year's episode. They go to 77. The show ends on New Year's Eve 79, six years later. <laughs> it's like the Why summer and Phineas and Ferb. Do... Like the summer and Phineas and Ferb never ends for like six years. <laughs> Why wasn't each season just a year of the decade? Because I don't think the they expected the show to go on as long as it did. I don't think they expected yeah, the show yeah. to go on as long. So then they're like, 1979 lasted like four years. Like, <laughs> you don't want to wait till like season seven to cover Star Wars being a thing. That's true. They got to bring that up like in, in 77. So. Yeah. But I yeah. wonder if they'll do the same thing with this that 90s show reboot where it's going to be like 1991. All right. <laughs> Just in case it's 1991, that's what we're starting. Exactly. I, you know what's funny is that sounds so stupid, but I'll end up, I'll end up watching that reboot because it's that because of who because of um, the fact that they have some people coming back for it. I'm like I'll watch it. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they got they got the Red coming. Back. Exactly. Like, Red and Kitty. The two of them are coming back. So yeah. like because of them, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. It, yeah well, let's see. With 1991, so we'll have plenty of jokes about Hudson Hawk bombing at the box office. <laughs> Which, At, which people like us will love, but yeah. the general public will be like, yeah. Hudson Hawk? What? Exactly. There will be so many references. Yeah. That Twitter will be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about in this damn show? <laughs> it can't be as bad as the 80s show, though. It can't be as bad as the 80s show was. That was terrible. And I'm sorry, Hudson Hawk is my favorite movie. We know that. You know what? I watched that 80s show once. when it God, it was so bad. It was so bad. But I think I was... I liked it. But I haven't seen it since it was on, and I think I, I think I was a sucker just because there was a punk in it. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted much... I wanted her hairdo. Yeah, I think I was remember it was one of those things. I remember it was on in the slot of that seventy show on Irish TV for like two weeks, and then it just disappeared <laughs> from schedules. Nobody watched <laughs> it. Was like, Nobody was watching it. That's what happened. Yeah, here. I know yeah. in America, people. Th- it was one of those weird shows where they filmed like 10 episodes, and that's like the third episode they canceled it because nobody was watching it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one watched it. But the yeah, fact that they bothered what? to import it over to Ireland, or to export it over to Ireland, they'd be like, yep, just get it over there. It's clearly going to dominate the market. And they're like, no. By the way, I think I, if they redid it now, right, 80s nostalgia, I think it's even bigger than ever. You that's could, true, actually. It off. It's very true, actually. <laughs> By the way, I do yeah. want to make a note. I just read, apparently, Topher Grace and Mila Kunis are in Asset Kutcher or signed, are, look like they're in negotiations to be on the show. I was yeah. about to ask, does yeah. anyone think I just looked it up. I, looked it, I just looked up. it up. I just looked it up. The only person, obviously, that they're not going to be able to talk to is Danny Masterson because he's dealing with legal issues. Yeah. Everyone else yes. is talking yeah. to him. You know, so, to put it lightly. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, oh. I'll just read Wikipedia. Wikipedia says that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Big question being, is Tommy Chong in talks? That part, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Tying us right back to the movie. I, th- I think Tommy Chong is immortal. I think it's all the weed. Well, there was a joke. Um, yeah. This is probably going to be dated now in this episode. Yeah. And hopefully it's dated by the time this episode is. Trust me, if this joke is still funny when this episode airs, there's a lot of issues in this country. <laughs> a lot of issues in this country. But there's a meme that went out because of the gas prices skyrocketing in the U.S. Yeah. That went out. And it was like, we're this high. And two of the people in there were Tommy Chong and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> It was like Willie Nelson's in the picture. Like it was a ridiculous joke. So then I was like, I sent it to, I sent it to Sal, and I'm like, the only thing missing here is like Rob Van Dam, Randy Orton, and Riddle. <laughs> That's your and, version. Make it, make it. And, and Kevin Smith. No, but like, yeah. the tying in like during NXT when I got the meet. So that's why I was in wrestling mode when it happened. Actually, you know what you've got to do to help promote this show. Oh, good call. Make Jay and Silent Bob one. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yes. It all ties yeah. together. So and, and, and make it a sticker. On that note. Yeah. On that note, let's actually wrap things up because, wow, this is the long – funny part is we went really long with Bentley Michaels and he was on the show and he's like, this is going to be the longest episode. Like, Niall and John haven't been on yet. <laughs> like, not, not been on yet. 
I could go for another two hours if you want. No, I know. No, I do have things coming up in the real world. <laughs> Before you wrap things up, though, I just want to give a shout out to I just love the deliveries of Benoist looking at Alfred and been like, Alfred, like so happy to see him. <laughs> and then him just delivering it in his classic Tommy John, like, hey, man. <laughs> the idea of Alfred, of all people, been like, hey, it's, it's me. <laughs> Stoner Alfred. Is the best <laughs> I love it. It kind of gives the vibe like he doesn't show up that often. <laughs> like he's like, oh yeah, that was your butler, man. Well, he's <laughs> he's asleep, you know. It, it's even funnier if you imagine Michael Gow saying this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> no, it's funny. I'm resurrecting <laughs> him to come back. <laughs> to the, the, ghost. the only joke they did not throw in this movie is the randomness. Because if you've ever listened to this podcast, you hear him randomly like lighting stuff and like and smoking stuff up, and that's the only sound effect they did not put in this movie. <laughs> randomly smoking up, <laughs> and, like he does in his pockets and, all the time. And let's be honest, if you're gonna do that, Tommy Chong is the ideal guy to do that. This would have been the scene to do it. This yeah. would have been the scene. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been the moment to do that joke, and they didn't do it. It's the only thing they missed. They didn't do. They didn't do it. I hear that at every fucking podcast he does at home. Like, oh my god, it's annoying after a while. <laughs> although with Tommy, although with Tommy Chong would probably be more the bubbling of a bong. Yeah, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. So let's wrap up here. Um, let's get into plugs. First of all, I will plug next week's show, which uh, next episode I should say next episode with Sean German. He'll be here okay. on the next episode to continue on. <laughs> and um, when I send him the minutes, he's like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> going to be fun. <laughs> so that'll be the next episode you hear. Um, so also, do you guys, I know you guys have that minute, but you also have another movie that me, John promoted on the Lake of Sasha recently. So I'll let you guys get your plugs in. John, you can start us off. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, we as we've talked about, we do uh, Bat Minute, where we go through the Batman movies one minute at a time. When you hear this, we'll have wrapped up our fourth season. So that'll be Batman and Robin. Yeah, um, so that's the that's the nineties quadrology like yeah. of live action movies that some people think is like that's the continuity. It's like, eh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> for, for DVD sellers, yes, it is. Here you go. Yeah, so you put those four movies together, they totally all <laughs> flow, flow into each other. You know what's right? funny? Yeah. You know what's funny? Alfred is the one that keeps it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Him well, and we, we will, and we will be back with another season. Um, you know, we will. But in the meantime, I had a stupid idea to do a podcast about the movie Miami Connection mm. because uh, it's one of the people call it a, a good bad movie, but I actually like the movie. <laughs> so, John, <laughs> so I just want to say something. Angle on it, John. I, I want to say something. I have not yeah. told Kyle yet. And his reaction just now was why I did not tell him till just now. <laughs> the reason why I knew he would react positively to that. Uh, I knew it. I know him yeah. so well. I knew it. <laughs> it's minute by minute of Miami connection. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, it's fun. It's uh, it's quite short as well, you know. But we're going to have some some good conversations. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. Of course we are. It's you know it's it's um it's another type of movie that both of us uh, kind of bond over. Mm. Uh, but very different to Batman. That's the thing. Because we have broad uh, film tastes, you see. Yeah, yeah. Although it's going to be weird then if people go tune in and it's just like you, the opening sound is just me and John lighting cigarettes and sitting in like black suits <laughs> in depth discussing like, like so the you know economic ramifications <laughs> of the budget of this movie yeah. on Miami. It was, yeah. it was quite devastating. Wouldn't you right. agree, John? No, and, no. And, we, and we need to go into the subtle acting of the guy going, I found my father! I I'm oh gonna say God. right now. I'm gonna say this right now. Get in touch with Kyle. Get him on the show. I know it'll work. 
Oh, hell yeah. Hell let yeah. Me, I mean, it's, um, and, and the stylistic decision to have his fly be wide open during the entire scene. Okay, <laughs> let me finish up plug here. Um, you can listen to the Lakers House <laughs> Show with Mark every single Friday. Go listen to that. John's pretty much a regular at this point. He does that all the time. <laughs> I'm the so, AEW correspondent. AEW, GCW, whatever yeah. we feel like calling you for. That's the Iran. <laughs> so go over there and listen to that. Um, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show. And this has been a lot oh, of fun. That's- yeah, thank anytime, for, anytime. Thank you for having me and for introducing me to this. Yeah, because I didn't think I didn't think I'd like it, and I actually really liked it. I, I would definitely think go back and watch Clerks too. It's a phenomenal movie. <laughs> I watched that when it came out, but that I mean that's ages ago. Now. Exactly. So, all right. So, everyone listening, we'll be back in our next episode with Sean German. Until then, thank you all for listening to the show. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle, and you've listened to Clerks Minute Reboot. Have a good day, everybody. I'm gonna kick you in the hater tots. Noise, 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 smoking weed, smoking weeds, doing coke, drinking beers, drinking beers, 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 rolling baddies, smoking blunts, who smokes the blunts, who smoke the blunts, rolling blunts and smoking.